grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you are enjoying a beautiful day in your life, and I pray that you are even now preparing your heart and your mind to worship the living God. As you do that, let's share just a bit of news with each other. First of all, a welcome to all who are joining in worship today, whether you've been with us now online for many months or perhaps are joining for the very first time. We want you to know that you can be in touch with us for your prayer concerns or to simply share some messages or to continue your financial giving using the different addresses that are printed on your screen. Our online worship continues indefinitely into the future, but we also are worshiping at the church now on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock out on the patio, and we'd love to have you join us following all of the protocols, of course. Next Sunday at the church, our Kids Village Ministries will begin again, serving our kindergartens through sixth graders. We will welcome you onto the basketball court. We have some new tents to shade the area. We'd encourage parents to bring their children and get them registered and settled about 15 minutes before worship begins at 10 o'clock in the morning. Next Sunday also is World Communion Sunday, and so we invite you to be sure to participate either on-site or online in this expression of the Lord's Supper that takes place all around the world with faithful followers everywhere. And of course, always, we encourage you to read the Abundant Living on the church website and to consult the website itself for more information about all of the events and activities that are going on in the life of our beloved Village Church. Well, friends, it's time to worship, so let's take a few moments to be enlivened and encouraged with these words from the 34th Psalm. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. O oh, taste, and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Friends, let's worship God together. Seeing the mighty power of God, 
that created the mountains to rise. We sing the mighty power of God to save in Jesus Christ. Because of that sure and certain promise and that affirmation, we can come before God's presence, naming the ways in which we have broken God's heart, naming the ways that we are a broken people in need of God's mercies and grace in Jesus Christ. Let's join our hearts together in confessing our prayer of confession, the words of which will be printed on your screens. O oh God, we thank you that you have not left us alone in our sin. Loving us, you have brought us good news and set before us the way of life. Yet we confess that we have not always seen the way or lived the way. In pride, we have spurned your mercy and your grace. In selfishness, we have turned away from those in need around us. We have allowed ourselves to be crushed by troubles as though Christ had not been raised. Forgive our faithlessness and renew a right spirit within us in the power and hope of the resurrection. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Friends, sisters and brothers in Christ, sons and daughters of God, hear and receive, believe and trust in the good news of God in Jesus Christ, that just as, as far as the East is from the West, so has God taken away our transgressions. As high as the heavens are above from the earth, so is God's gracious love for us in Jesus Christ. Know that you and I are not only forgiven, we are valued in God's sight. We are so loved in Him. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. May the peace of Jesus Christ be with you. Because God has given us peace with Him and with one another, let us therefore share signs of God's peace and God's love with each other. I invite and encourage you to do so if you're with with someone or with your family and friends, please share the love and joy of Jesus Christ with them today and throughout this week. Send a text message, an email, give a hug, a, a phone call so that the world may know of God's peace and joy and love in Jesus Christ. If I told you my story, you would hear hope that wouldn't let go. And if I told you my story, you would hear love that never gave up. If I told you my story, you would hear lies, but it wasn't mine. If I should speak, then let it be of the grace that is greater than all my sin, of when justice was served. And when mercy wins of the kindness of Jesus that draws me in, oh, to tell you my story is to tell of Him. If I told you my story, you would hear victory. Over the enemy. And if I told you my story, you would hear freedom that was one for me. And if I told you my story, you would hear life that overcome. If I should speak, then let it be of the grace that is greater than all my sin, of when justice was served and when mercy wins, of the kindness of Jesus that draws me in, oh, to tell you 
my story is to tell of Him. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Than all my sin of when justice was served and when mercy wins of the kindness of Jesus that draws me in. Oh, to tell you my story is to tell of the grace that is greater than all my sin of when justice. And when mercy wins of the kindness of Jesus that draws me in, oh, to tell you my story is to tell of Him. Oh, to tell you my story is to tell of Him. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Good morning, Kids Village, and welcome to another Kids Message. You can see this morning that I am here in Miss Carol and Miss Susan's room in Kids Village, and I just wanted to go ahead and give you all a quick update on everything that we've been doing to prepare for this fall season. We've been organizing and cleaning out all of our classrooms for when the time comes that we can all be together inside, but we can't move inside just yet. Starting next Sunday, October 4th, we're going to be holding Sunday school outside for grades K through 6. It's going to be from 10 to 1045, the same time as when your families are in service, and we would love to see you all. If you're going to be attending with your families and would like to join us, please send all of your information to Miss Holly Crawford at hollyc at villagechurch.org. Org. That way we can get all of the information that you need to you and make sure that you have all the protocols in place. And we are just so excited that we get this opportunity to finally see you all on the church campus. If you're going to be joining us online and would like our curriculum and our crafts mailed to your home, I would be more than happy to send that to you all. So please send me your addresses at my email, which is chairsda at villagechurch.org. We're so thankful that we get to connect with you all online and now in person. Know that we're praying for you and your families, and we are just so excited to see what God has in store for our kids' village as we move into this fall season. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Brothers and sisters in Christ, each week we have an opportunity to come before the Lord as a community with praying. We offer those things that are on our heart, both for ourselves and for those around us, as well as those that are known only to you, Lord. I invite each of you to join me as I lead us in a pastoral prayer, and then together we will say the Lord's Prayer. It will be put up on the screen for you. Let us now pray. Almighty God, in Jesus Christ, you taught us to pray and to offer our concerns, petitions, and even gratitude to you in his name. Guide us by your Holy Spirit that our prayers for others may serve your will and show your steadfast love through Jesus, our Lord. Eternal God, you have called us to be the church of Jesus Christ. Keep us one in faith and service sharing our bread with others and proclaiming the good news to the world that all may believe how much you love them and call them to yourself. Let us walk and live in your light through Jesus, we pray. Lord, you came to break down the walls of hostility that divide us, to put down greed, pride, and anger, which turn people against people, nation against nation. Come, Lord Jesus. Guide us to be a people of peace, uniting together under your Lordship. God of power and might, let us not lose sight of your sovereignty over all nations. Keep us from arrogance of power or prowess. 
Direct those who make, administer, and judge our laws. We pray for the president, Congress, governors, judges, and others in authority among us, that guided by your wisdom, they may lead us in a way of righteousness through Jesus, our Lord. Merciful God, you know the pain of the world. Look with compassion on those who are sick, especially those in our congregation. For young Stella, for Don and Frankie, for Lee and Gail, we pray for Deborah, Aaron, Jim, and Cheryl, for all whom we lift in our hearts. Cheer them by your word and bring healing as a sign of your grace through Christ our Lord. God of comfort, we pray for all who have lost loved ones. Today, we especially remember the 200,000 that have died fighting the coronavirus. We pray for a vaccine, for love to dictate how we treat others and for assurance that you will always be with us and walk through every valley and mountain. Heavenly Father, these prayers we lift to you with confidence in our Lord, your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You say love is just a word, just four letters in a row, just that thing that people say. Oh, they never tell you so And you use every excuse To let nobody in Now this cloud you bring around Has become your only friend And everybody's saying that it's gonna go away But it don't go And everybody's telling you one day It's gonna change but you don't know If it's really gonna end If there is a way there is a spark, there is a hope that you can hold on to There is a lifeline, come to the rescue Just like a hand that's waiting for you And if you believe in this, I promise that you won't be alone There is a way, a truth and a life and a way But what if love became a man? If the word had flesh and bone would you recognize his face if he came to bring you home? You think you're all alone, gotta do it on your own, riding solo. Is there someone you can call when you stumble and fall? Cause you don't know if you'll be getting up again. But there is a way, there is a spark, there is a hope that you can hold on to. There is a lifeline, come to the rescue, just like a hand. That's waiting for you And if you believe in this I promise that you won't be alone There is a way A truth and a life And a way Don't you think your life's worth saving? Don't you think that love's amazing? Don't you wanna lay your troubles down? Lay them down If I found love just a word I might feel the same way too but it's so much more than that and it's waiting here for you cause there is a way there is a spark there is a hope that you can hold on to there is a lifeline come to the rescue just like a hand that's waiting for you and if you believe in this I promise that you won't be alone there is a way
us begin our time in the scriptures with a prayer for illumination. Please join me in prayer. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, may we hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. And now, a reading from the Gospel according to John. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my Father's commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And now a reading from the letter to the Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. hurting, pain-filled world. We're reminded of that countless times every day. There's the pandemic 
and the hundreds of thousands of deaths that have resulted. There's racial injustice and the riots that have resulted. There's political infighting everywhere. There's economic disruption. There's global warming. You know, if you took out the bad news from all the news, it seems like there would hardly be any news. With all the bad news going on in the world, my mind recently has been going back to a brief moment in my life about three years ago when I had the painful privilege of visiting in Aleppo, that city in Syria that has faced civil war now for years and only recently has begun to experience a, a measure of peace. Several years ago when I went, Aleppo had just been cleared of all the folks that were fighting so much, and a large part of the city was almost completely deserted. It had been bombed out. There were collapsed buildings everywhere. The streets were filled with rubble, and in some places, a path had been cleared for our little caravan of three vehicles. As we drove through the streets of what had once been this vibrant, bustling city, I thought about the thousands of people who had died on those streets and in those buildings, about the hundreds of thousands who had been displaced from their homes. As we wound our way through those muddy, dirty, disastrous streets, we were going to visit the rubble of what had been the Presbyterian church there. It was one of the most distressing sights I'd ever seen. But there were some signs of life. Here and there, even in some of the destroyed buildings, there would be some clothes hanging on a line to dry. Here and there would be a small stand, perhaps just by the side of the road, or perhaps in the burned-out shell of a building where someone was selling some food or some kitchenware, some pots and pans. The city was just barely beginning to come back to life. But what caught my eye amidst all of those terrible, distressing sights, what caught my eye was three small boys wearing not much more than rags, they were dirty, they looked hungry, but they were playing soccer with an old tin can. That sight has never left my mind, and it never will. You see, amidst the broken, hurting, pain-filled world, over against that reality, you and I also live in a beautiful, glorious, joy-filled world. And that cannot be stopped. That cannot be erased. That cannot be hidden. That cannot forever be obliterated from the face of the earth. No one knew that more than Jesus. This fall, we're thinking about how you and I are trying to get someplace wonderful and how we have the map. We're thinking about how we're trying to follow someone who knows to, how to get there, someone who's already been there, someone who invites us to follow him so that we can get there. Today, what I want to talk about is what we'll find when we get to where Jesus is taking us. Now, if you ask most folks, Jesus is the one who gets us to heaven, that place of bliss where we go when we die. Fair enough, that's true. But as Jesus was speaking with his disciples right before his suffering and death, 
As Jesus was speaking from a context where his life was going to get really, really horrible, he said, I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Friends, Jesus was not talking about heaven later on after those disciples died. He was talking about heaven now. In the present reality of their lives, many lives, which as they followed Jesus later on, would be filled with their own form of suffering and sometimes even painful death. What do I mean when I say that Jesus was talking about heaven now? Well, think about Jesus' life. In Jesus' life on earth, he exhibited incredible peace within himself. He demonstrated amazing love that just flowed out of him. People sensed that he had a, a perfect relationship with God the Father, a complete connection with God the Holy Spirit, a complete competence, an ability to live in spite of the brokenness of the world. All of those things describe what I think Jesus was trying to describe when he talked about his own joy. I have said these things to you so that my joy, Jesus' joy, might be in us, his disciples. Jesus was not a pessimistic, negative, depressed angry, sourpuss of a guy. No. Jesus was so filled with love and peace and power that others were drawn to him. Jesus was about the business of teaching his disciples how to live in touch with two things with both the reality of a fallen world that badly needed redeeming and renewing, but also, and you might even say more so, within the reality of a beautiful and glorious and, and joyful world. Jesus revealed the brokenness of the world in a way like no one ever had, but he also revealed the beauty and glory and joy of the world like no one ever had. Dallas Willard says that we live in a God-bathed world. We live in a world where God will not let evil destroy the goodness that God created. We live in a world where God shines through all the time even in the midst of the worst that the world has to offer. After Paul had written to the church in Philippi about their problems and about his many troubles, he came to this conclusion. He said, you know what I want for you to do now is be angry and be depressed and be confused? <laughs> no. That's not what Paul said. After writing about all the troubles that the church in Philippi was facing, after writing about all the trials and tribulations that existed even then in his life and frankly would never end, what did Paul say? He said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Do not worry because the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There's that dynamic again. There's that truth again that sometimes you and I don't see, especially when we put the newspaper down or turn off the evening news. What we find when we follow Jesus is a greater sensitivity to the pain and suffering of this world, yes, 
And what we find is a greater desire to work to relieve the pain and suffering of this world. Yes. But what we also find is the beauty and joy of this world. And if we're not finding it in our lives, if we're not experiencing it more and more, we're missing out on something that Jesus wanted us to have and believed we could have. Jesus did not let the evil hide the good. Jesus did not let the problems of his life overtake him. Jesus did not let the challenges of his life destroy and defeat him. Think about Jesus' life and so many of the stories, so many of the illustrations that he gave. Jesus obviously enjoyed the company of little children. He knew a lot about what they were like. He must have spent a lot of time with them. You know, there are times in my life now when, especially after a long day of dealing with all the problems of the world, there's nothing I enjoy more than playing with little kids. Jesus, I think, was the same way. Think about this. Jesus was accused of eating and drinking and partying too much with his friends, of, of having a great time. The very serious and religious people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, thought that it was a, a scandal for Jesus so, to be so, so relaxed and at peace with the world and with other people. Jesus obviously observed the world around him a great deal. And he appreciated what the real world was like. He taught us lessons as he watched shepherds caring for their sheep. He taught us lessons as, as a wedding was about to happen. And as I always remark at weddings, the very first miracle that Jesus performed was the miracle of changing water into wine so that the celebration of the love could go on. Jesus taught from out of the, the lessons that he learned as he watched life go on around him. A farmer sowing seed, perhaps. Or maybe something as simple as flowers being simply beautiful, which is what flowers do. Or birds flying freely in the skies, which is what birds do. Jesus experienced and Jesus lived from out of the deep and abiding joy of experiencing the good world that God made. And in everything that he said and did, he, he worked to renew and to redeem that world and also to enjoy it in its own terms, for its own sake, in real time, we would say. Here's what I would say. When you think about it, the vast majority of the world, the vast majority of the time, is pretty good. It's happy. It's humming along as God meant it to be. And even in the midst of terrible things, that goodness and that happiness cannot be destroyed. Just ask those little boys playing soccer with an old tin can. The vast majority of the time, people are working, they're playing, they're laughing, they're loving. The vast majority of the time, people are not killing each other, not demeaning each other, not destroying each other. The vast majority of the time, with the vast majority of people, we simply want to live and let live. Here's something else I'll say. Christians are people who are learning from Jesus how to do two things at once. It seems contradictory, perhaps, but it's actually true. Christians are people who are learning how to do battle with the evil that's here. 
There's evil within us that we have to fight against all the time. There's evil outside of us that we have to fight against all the time. Jesus taught us how to do that. Jesus taught us the necessity of doing that. Jesus is with us as we do that. But that's not all. Jesus also teaches us how to take joy from the good that is here and to then bring that goodness to others. I have never seen a pessimistic, angry, depressed person who actually accomplishes much in the world. Not that pessimism or anger or depression are not sometimes the things that we feel. Of course they are. But there's something deeper, something more lasting, something more compelling than those things. And that's joy. That's peace. That's love. It is from out of those things that we find the deepest source of our strength and the deepest source of God's blessing for our lives. Earlier this week, I had the privilege of visiting for over an hour with Paul Hadostian. Paul is a friend who I met a few years ago. He is the president of the Hagazian University in downtown Beirut, about a mile and a half from where the terrible explosion happened on August 4th. Paul is a pastor, a fellow Princeton Seminary alum. We were on a Zoom call with him to learn about the challenges that his university faces now, especially because of the blast, but also because of everything that's been going on in Beirut. And he shared about their struggles, about the broken glass everywhere, about the twisted buildings everywhere, about injuries to his staff, about his dispirited student body, about even further economic collapse and, and how they're all struggling simply to survive. But after sharing with us all that terrible news... He said, you know, I am experiencing blessings in ways that I never would have had it not been for the suffering we now endure. Paul knows Jesus. Paul has learned from Jesus about the amazing beauty and goodness that's in the world that can never be stamped out, not because of our strength, but because of the strength of God that's in us. No, of course we will never celebrate the evil things of this world. No, of course we will never give in to the evil things of this world. But we will celebrate even more the triumphs, the beautiful things, the good and decent and holy things that fill this world. We will not let evil blind us to the goodness of God that is all around us. That's one of the ways evil works, is to convince us that it's stronger than God, to convince us this, this is, a, is a world that is hopelessly given over to the dark and disastrous things. Don't be blinded. Don't be fooled. From the strength of knowing the goodness of God and the beauty of God's world, let's work to end the evil that is here. But let's do that with the same peace and power and love and joy that our Savior promised we could have as we follow him. Amen. Having heard the word of God read and proclaimed, let us join together as we affirm our faith from the epistle in Romans. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, 
nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus knew that the evil, the hatred, the bitterness of this world is not solved by more evil, more hatred, more bitterness. It is answered only with love, with peace, with joy. Be filled with that joy that is everywhere around us today. Be filled with that love of God and the peace of God that passes all understanding. Be filled with those things as you follow Jesus. Get to that place in your own heart and soul and mind. Ask Jesus to take you there. Follow him there so that then you can bring others along with you. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Notice that, grace and love and fellowship. May they be with you today and always. Amen. Amen.